My brother Brandon and I have been working in tech since about 2010. We've learned the fundamentals of design, development, and product. Today, we are both focused on building our own businesses that will last. The thing is, we still have so much to learn. In this podcast, we have honest conversations about our work as founders. We discuss problems we are facing, tactics to achieve our goals, and our philosophy of business. The conversations have been incredibly helpful for us, and we think you will enjoy them too. It's time to build. Some sort、right. of A/B test in、uh, Riverside FM. Yep. They were determined that a, a six-second countdown was the optimal one for、That's, something. Yep.、Yeah. I would. I would like to look at the data on that. Like, be like, why、yeah. six? Why? Hey, Brandon. <laughs> hey, how are you? We're back. It's been a while. It has been a while. I'm so、uh, sorry. I guess the point of today is to talk about why we've been silent for so、yeah. many weeks.、Jeez. It's been, I think, a cup, a month or more, more than、It、a month. Might be almost two、yeah. since the last time we published anything.、Uh, so I guess the the point of today is to talk about what's been keeping us busy, where we're、yep. at in our businesses, and getting out some some big announcements today. I think. Hey. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. So sorry for everybody who actually did text me and was like, "Yo, what's up?"、Um, but here you go. We'll、Adam. we'll try to do better. We will do better. Yeah, absolutely. No, we will. This、yeah. this is fun. I have a great time.、Uh, whether whether one or many listen to it or not, I just have a good time. So.、Um, yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. Do you do you do you want to go first? Because you have actually like cool published announcements that you sent around. Yeah, I would love to. All right. So, how you thinking? The big, the big news for me is that as of last week, on Wednesday, I've officially joined the team at Legend Keeper. Yay! So, Legend, yeah, I'm super excited.、That's、so,、really、Legend、exciting. Keeper is software. It's a SaaS、uh, product for world building. So it helps you write and be creative and think about your world and the people in it and the events. It helps you、uh, create all these things and stay organized. And this is especially useful for、uh, authors of sort of alternative fiction, where like there's a fantasy world being created as part of the fiction. Yep.、Uh, and game masters. Right, people running RPGs are making this stuff up all the time. Sometimes on the fly, sometimes not, and、yep. it gets really hard to keep track of what's happened in the world, who are the key non-player characters you've introduced, and so Legend Keeper can help you wrangle all of that together and stay organized and even collaborate on the world building with your players. So that's the connection for me.、Um, Was uh, yeah, it's like a pretty logical next step in my journey to yeah, you know, serve the RPG community and especially the people creating stuff in it. Yeah, it also satisfies um something that we talked about on the call a little while ago was after going solo, kind of indie dev, hanging out for a while, you sort of came around to this conclusion on your own that you were like, I, I want to work with people. We I think、yes. we talked about that a couple exactly. times and. That、you、was know,、yeah. that was the key. That was the primary driver that、yeah. led to this this big change for me.、Um, 
So like to kind of quickly summarize yeah. the story that there's, sure. there's so many details in the decisions and the conversations I had with that team and, and all that. And we definitely won't be able to go through every little thing, but if you have questions, no. ask them. Um, but the main storyline is like, start my own business, uh, you know, leave Shopify, start trying to build a business last fall at the end of the year. So around like d- January starting, yeah is when i had that like core realization that was like yeah working alone it's not for me in i thought it would be fun for a lot longer than it was it turned out yeah i thought i'd probably i always knew i'd rather work with a team but i thought i could probably work solo for you know like years before i'd start to feel like okay i really want to get back with the team turns out it was like weeks or months (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah 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 um so it was partly just that personal desire uh i also think i realized i wanted to work with people from a strategic standpoint Mm. and so that more analytical thing is like when i reflected on what i actually bring to the table when i work on anything yeah like what are the key skills i've really honed and can bring to bear when it comes to like building uh, a business or anything yeah. And it occurred to me that one of the key ones was working with other people. Right? <laughs> Happened to be because good at that. I spent I spent so much of my career at Shopify as a as a manager. Yeah. Right. And as a man the kind of management I was doing, like my technical skills did progress in that mm-hmm. role. But my my people skills and sort of those progressed much further uh, because it was what I spent most of my time doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, not only do I find it just more fulfilling, more fun, uh, and I think you get a way better product working with other people, but strategically, it's actually one of my biggest strengths. And as you know, when you're trying to build your own business, you should be like leveraging every advantage you have, yeah. right? Yeah. So it occurred to me, it was pretty dumb to leave behind, to like let that thing just atrophy, right? Yeah. For years working alone, it would have been really stupid. So that was the, that was the change. That was the realization. Then, you know, I worked away on my own projects for a couple months early this year. Um, just like making progress on things I shipped and wanted to ship. But I had this like to do item in my backlog, which was like, think of, it was a question. It was, how can I work with other people uh, sooner? Yeah. Right. Because I was pretty confident I would eventually get there with my own thing. Yeah wasn't like I, I felt like if I just kept showing up every day and trying to build this business sword and source, uh, eventually I would have something worthy of like growing a team around. Yeah. But my, so my concern wasn't, will this happen? My concern was that it'll be too long. It'll take like realistically years. Right. Right. No, unless for sure. some crazy right. thing happens and explodes, but yeah, wasn't going to count on that. So the question in the backlog was, how do I work with other people sooner? Meaning sooner than like, you know, how several years, years from years, now. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And then, so eventually I, I, I just cleared space for myself to reflect and think about that question. And I remember you and I had a call about this and talked it out for a while. Yep. Um, and actually, if anyone's interested, I wrote up 
a lot of this thinking on my blog. So I'll leave like a link there in the show notes. It just kind of is right in writing what I'm kind of saying now, but I ended up coming up with some options for working with other people. Yeah. And the options were like, go just like get hired somewhere uh, as an employee. Um, Join an existing team join an existing team as like a partner or like a founder maybe or or maybe start a new thing with a co-founder right just start from scratch Uh, so those were good options and then the final one was like uh try to raise money right yeah like look at turning sword and source into more of like an investor friendly pitch yeah and getting money injected in so that i could like fast forward that timeline right of growing a team for sure. Um, though, yeah, I mean, I think all of these options had pros and cons, uh, for sure. And I don't really want to enumerate all those right now. I'll no, let you ask me. Yeah. We'd be here it, for a it's, bit. Yeah, it's a long thing. Exactly. But I think the one I'll hone in on is like after, like, I mean, I pretty much instantly rejected becoming an employee. I was like, yeah. no, like I'm done with that. I, I really, I want to be an owner. That was like important to me. I still want to be an owner. Never cared about being the owner though. Right. Right. I just, I want to be an owner. I want to have like a lot of skin in the game and a lot of the upside if, um, if the company does really well. Right. Mm -hmm. But being the only one, like I I don't care about that. So that, that sort of gave me some prospects and then pretty quickly honed in on like joining an existing team. Right. That's like early. Uh, do I know any? Do I, do I actually know any, and my biggest fear with that, what I thought would be impossible was, uh, how am I going to, how am I going to find something that's like in RPGs like that? Yeah. Cause that's what I've been like. That was the market I said, put a flag in and said like, this is the market I really want to serve and work in. I've built up all this momentum there with sword and source, all this knowledge around it. And it felt like crappy to have to kind of just ditch that right if i started like a new project or a new thing and uh, i remember you and i talked about codex pretty seriously because that's what you're working on and it's looking pretty dope and it's it's a problem case it's like a problem space i'm very interested in and have specialized like knowledge in so it seemed like okay this could be like a really good fit yeah but the thing that ultimately stopped me was really that fact it's like well this isn't rpg stuff and yeah, that's no. like what i care about right yeah it's <laughs> not, different not the thing it's a yeah. back to dev dev land dev teams yeah so okay. anyway this is this is where I it seemed hopeless right, right there's this like i was like what what could how could there possibly exist a team where like they're in rpgs mm-hmm. we share the same values like to yep. even work together i could still and I could still like have like an ownership interest in yep. potentially, mm-hmm. um, like this seemed like a ridiculous list of, of demands, right? Yep. Like there's almost zero chance this exists, Yeah. but guess what? <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it did exist and it was a, a company called legend keeper. Yeah. And this, this, uh, it's was founded by, uh, Braden in Texas, uh, a about three-ish years ago right he started building this thing 
worked he's been working on it since then at some point he took on a co-founder who's a great designer named justin yep i forget when that happened in the business um and then so they've been growing this thing and even before i started sword and source i i discovered legend keeper when i started looking into rpgs and stuff and i was like instantly like in love with this product i was like oh my god this is the exact product i dreamed of having when i was like running games more back in like 20 uh, i forget 2014 2015 yeah it's like this is like and i remember even like doing prototypes and like notes on like what would be my dream app and how would i do like the ux there and it looked like base almost exactly like legend keeper right so when i found this i was like at that moment of like this is amazing i love this with that little moment of like jealousy like that little bit of like yeah like damn it like that's like exactly how i would have like liked to build this and this person got there first so i'm probably not going to yeah 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 um so it's like i found this thing i reached out to brayden like a year like a year ago more than a year ago probably start like we we, like met up started talking we just like got to know each other and this whole time i've been like doing my own thing we've been like in contact and talking a lot and like always sort of like bouncing ideas around and this is how i knew uh when i was thinking of options that we i was like we've always like gotten along really well and had a lot of the same opinions on where we think this industry not only is going but should go like right kind of like that applying our own sort of reality distortion field to it or whatever you call that in startups yeah this like vision right and it was shared so it's it didn't seem crazy to me um that we could like join forces uh the other thing was i kept thinking of as i got to know his trajectory and that product a lot of my project ideas for sword and source i would like get them to a point and then be like you know what like legend keeper is actually (laughs) really well positioned for this to do this yeah no really this happened like six seven times like i have like all these project ideas where it's just like "Eh, this is better would be better on legend keeper like maybe we can collaborate or something Mm -hmm just ridiculous so it just got to be like ridiculous i was like okay like if this continues in a couple years we're going to be kind of working on the same kind of thing anyway so uh i approached him and he was open to it and there was a lot of chat and details to iron out but i'm on the team now that's that's it yeah yeah well i'm not gonna lie i was pretty bummed when you didn't pick us <laughs> yeah sorry man <laughs> it's fine <laughs> i still really love codex and yes you do will. no for sure for sure no th- this makes the most sense honestly it's i'm i'm super happy because like the lit as much as like i guess if you're an outsider like as in you don't spend time in the tabletop rpg space which you know i get it if people aren't like mostly people, doing that every day I think, yeah. right yeah th- this is like a, a ridiculous alignment of stars i guess is kind of how that feels it's like right timing yeah, right yeah. place right team right size of business like like right in the spot you've locked like yeah. we, we, i remember before i guess either you told me about it or, or we ever learned of legend keeper we did talk about this stuff like you were like oh like i think i could build a world building tool like we have had that discussion years ago <laughs> like yeah a lot of people think of this so yeah. I'm, which right. i'm curious to learn more about why i have like some theories but it's, it's interesting a, it's a good point actually it's it's qu- um 
not competitive in the sense of like possible like not on the on the scale of SaaS businesses it's not right. competitive but on the scale of like businesses software businesses in rpgs it's quite competitive yeah there's like Very a lot of there's a bunch of these and new ones are popping up all the time because yeah. every dev or person yeah. seems to think like i can make a better world building app and starts yeah. one there's like yeah. several there's I, a smorgasbord but it does feel like a trap like that because it's it's one of those it things where when you trappy, yeah. well yeah like i don't know when i think about it it's like you know when you try to reduce like the way that you should like if you think of stripe this massive mm -hmm. multi-billion dollar business like what is it it's like well it's payments on the internet like when you yeah. just like do that like whole like crush it down to the absolute <laughs> bottom um yeah. so like with yeah. that yeah i'm like well, what's world building it's like well forms and sheets that are interlinked well to explain yeah, it's like it's what a something wiki. is yeah. and you're like oh I mean, okay I yeah can make a wiki. i can yeah. make that <laughs> and then yeah, you go try yeah, yeah. and you're like oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never yeah. mind yeah um yeah no it's super cool i love that tool uh for for context like i've been using it i've been a paying member for a while for our world and like i swear it's one of the only reasons that i can even remotely be a dm while trying to build a company because it's like <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. remember anything and then i open up legend keeper and i like read my own notes for like i don't know eight minutes and i'm like oh right okay <laughs> like, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. what's happening it's mm -hmm. just anyway it's great if you ever want to, yeah. if anyone wants to play some D and D, first read Absolutely. how to be a GM guide written by Adam over here, and then and then pay for Legend Keeper and get get cracking. Yeah, use Legend Keeper for sure. Mm -hmm. The other like so, this is a huge step change for me yep. personally in my progress on this like journey, right? Uh, yeah, and I've been talking a bit about this on the internet about how. It's like so obvious to me that the entrepreneurial path is like nonlinear. Oh, There's God. these zigzags everywhere and these yeah. weird opportunities for like rapid change and yeah. in, in either direction, I suppose. Um, so this for this one for me is like a huge jump up in yeah. my view. Um, because like I said, I was pretty sure I would have got here with Sword and Source. It would have just taken years. Yep. Yeah. And I, you know, I eventually would have like found an idea for like something with recurring revenue. Yep. Right. It looks kind of like SaaS yep. probably because it's such a desirable business model yep. and fits my skill set. So it's like something I would be going after. Right. And, you know, I'd eventually find one that has a bit of early traction and then, mm -hmm. you know, I'd eventually sort of yep. get something going and then incrementally build that up bit by bit to the point where it's like sustainable and then hopefully to the point where it's scalable and then I'm looking at like getting a team and this is like takes a long time right oh yeah no guarantees of course but I have like stupid optimism that I would have got there eventually right yeah um but with this it's like I just went from like two weeks ago <laughs> I was figuring out how to sell Kirby Taverns Premium, yeah, subscriptions for twenty five bucks, one time sale, yep. simple, yep. simplest business ever. Yep. Uh, to now, I'm just like smack dab in the middle of a like running SaaS business. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. We're not with revenue. I'm not jumping in yeah. like at the ground floor. It's like this is a SaaS business that's working already. Uh. And I, you know, I can't be too specific about this because we haven't talked yet as yep. a team about transparency. So I don't, 
I don't know what yeah. those guys are comfortable with. We have to like figure all this out, but it's like definitely it's like on the magnitude of thousands of users and yeah. enough, like enough MRR for this not to be a ridiculous idea. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. Though there's a long way to go. Like yeah. they definitely can't pay my salary yet. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's a huge jump for me and it feels like, yeah, it feels like I've pulled the future forward here by just like several years and just kind of took a shortcut. Yep. Um, but emotionally I will say it's pretty overwhelming. It's like, like this week, Monday morning, my job now is like completely different and I don't know what it is. Yeah. And I've, uh, as many know, I've never built a SaaS company. I've let alone scaled one. That's easy. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm back at like day one as like a, you know, first day at school. I have yeah. so much to learn. Don't know what I'm doing. Also, the nature of my job is, has changed quite a bit because yeah. with Sword and Source, I was building a lot of product. Right. That's what I've been doing for like months is mostly product. And I was telling myself, okay, once here be taverns is like premium is ready. I'm going to switch into marketing mode for a while and like learn right. how to do that. Yeah. But now it's like, marketing full growth full time legend keeper because the way this was another one of those weird star alignment things yep um i was always very interested in learning more about product like the business side of product and and SaaS and marketing and growth um there's skills i don't really have yet but i'm really interested in in acquiring some yeah and i was getting less and less interested in like the develop like day-to-day development like feature development yeah um and uh, Brayden, who's been working on Legend Keeper, like the founder, he yeah. is like been just so swamped with development for years. Like he heads down on building this complicated yeah. app by himself. Uh, don't know how he did that, but he nope. did. And he's um, so he's been constantly feeling like he needs to, you know, invest more in growth and marketing, but not finding the time to do it. And it's like, so that was like a perfect alignment of stars too. It's like, yeah. Hey, I actually really want to do that a bunch. And so if you're happy to kind of keep shipping quick, uh, I can just kind of stop coding for a while and pick yep. up the slack on, on the other so, half of what yeah. makes a business work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this contributes of course to the overwhelm and what I think is going to lead to many interesting conversations on this podcast in the coming oh, yeah. months. Cause it's like now you and I, our jobs look a lot more similar. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to be having a lot more questions and things to say about like growth and like business models and yeah. Uh, whatever else. I don't know anything of much about so it. Much. So much, just so all much. sorts of cool stuff. Yeah. 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 So it's a That's huge so like sad. role, role change for me for sure. And I yeah. don't know. I'm going to have to find my rhythm, you know? Yeah. Hey, we're, we're just lucky that you showed up to record this long overdue podcast on day one, which is kind of fun. Oh yeah, man. But it's going to be cool too. Cause like, who knows? Like, right. Maybe in a year from now we're recording episode, we'll, we'll get to think back on this and have I hope proof so. recorded on the internet. Yeah. I hope how so. you were feeling then. <laughs> we'll definitely have something interesting to say a year from now. Well, some, <laughs> It'll either be the reason it all failed or the reason. Yeah. Or like, you know, self-congratulations on. Ah, yes. Much back padding. Yeah, much back padding. We'll see. We don't know. Yeah.
That's so cool. Apparently, like, according to the statistics, it's overwhelmingly likely to be the first thing. But <laughs> yeah, right. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I have a re- I have an optimistic rejection of reality. So good. Whatever. That, by the way, those statistics tilt in your favor if you're an optimist. Also Sweet. proven. Yeah, perfect. Uh, it's not. It's not causal. It's at least. Uh, That's why it's called a reality distortion field. Right? Yeah, exactly. Just distort gonna, it, man. I'm going to change the, will the, it. the course of time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm so uh, pumped. So that's this is that's a lot of stuff. Uh, do you have any other questions, clarifying questions here? Or well, things? I mean, I got a I, more for the listeners. Like, I think what's interesting is um, in January this came up because you and I were both doing a bit of a like, and I don't know. It's kind of fun. I, you and I were both doing a retro on the last year. And it was from like mm-hmm. a personal take, less right. of just like a company one, but like, what did, what did we see last year? What are we thinking this year? Kind of like a year in review of ourselves that we published. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I got a ton of great feedback on mine. I think you did on yours as well. I did. Yeah. Um, and it was yeah. that moment that I think started to unlock your like, Hey, I like teams. Like I actually enjoy that. Definitely. It was definitely was cool. that exercise that yeah. like helped me notice this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of one of those things that I want to point out, like, to, to listeners because it, it's extremely helpful to be self-reflective i mean i think you should do it like daily on things of course like like if something goes wrong or something goes really right like pause for a second just to be like what happened here um but then mm-hmm. those big ones those big moments like obviously following a year cycle like whatever it's good to do because you found that it kind of rooted itself in your mind. Like let's, you know, for the sake of it, inception, the classic, right? So it planted a seed somewhere. Yeah, deep it definitely in the did. Yeah. And then, stuck, and yeah. then what happens as, especially as a founder, I think, and like, a, well, an entrepreneur, I should be more clear. You're, you're both founder and entrepreneur, but yeah, you like start to notice patterns and those patterns start to emerge as opportunities. And then you also can become opportunistic, which is like the greatest power as an entrepreneur and a founder is to have optionality and when you have optionality then you kind of get mm. to manifest destiny a bit because you're like well if i've got these eight paths which one do i want the most and you can think about it and i would right. argue that if you weren't reflective you might not have seen this pattern unfolding and then have this right. opportunity to sort of be like hey let's let's approach this because you started it mm-hmm. which is also yeah. even more interesting i i i would not have and yeah. the reason is this this whole thing this whole path of like i want to be on a team and yep. treating it like a bug in the backlog yep. like how can yep. i do it sooner yep. was very much a abstract sort of like big picture exercise yeah because uh even though i'm saying you know i, I radically prefer teams yep. working with other people's the best i do believe that mm-hmm. um and i believe my personal potential to like serve people in yeah. the world will be like by working with others yeah uh it's at a high level and sort of at the level of like the narrative of my life and potential it's not yeah. actually a daily pain right so i i would not have noticed it because yeah. i don't want it to sound like i've been miserable plugging no, away alone on sword yeah. and source i've been happy as a pig in shit yeah like <laughs> it is damn fun to build stuff yes and try and learn all these new skills and like get in in touch with this new community and like rpgs and i'm like Mm. shipping stuff all the time and it's it's friggin awesome like so it was not a daily pain and that's that made it a little even kind of extra harder to prioritize it right 
Because yeah. it was easy to just put off. And that's probably why I did kind of put it off a bit for like a few months until I had a little more space from like the product I was like having fun with here be taverns, right? Yeah. And then yeah. the the guide. So it was like, yeah, it wasn't like a burning, desperate daily pain. Um, so yeah. it did require stepping back and looking at the bigger picture. I never would have. I wouldn't have spotted it that quickly. It would have been like another year or two before I'd start to feel it more like a daily pain. Like I wish yeah. I was talking to people. Yeah. No, for sure. But I mean, this is, this kind of comes back to like one of my, I guess, beliefs. I don't know. But like, it's one of the reasons I like gaming so much is like, I would akin this to the micro and macro economy. And like, that's something that you see very obviously if you ever played Starcraft in your life or if you've played uh, like Factorio. Right. You okay. have to be able to take a moment where it's like, well, there's the micro stuff that's going on, like your micro economy, like your day to day, your, your, you know, block and tackle, getting things done, like whatever. And then there's the macro, which is like, you know, am I generating enough resources to run a system? And like, that's what you look mm. at in a game. Sure. But like okay. in real life, it happens too. Cause the only, I guess, parallel I have is like, I also wrote one of these year reviews and one of the big ones on mine was, I want to get back to nature. Like I was mm. really frustrated in Toronto. Right. Like I was yeah, like, I remember. I, like, yeah. yeah, like anyway, it's like a big section there. I was like, I need to figure this out. And I moved to Vancouver. <laughs> so now I'm in nature all the time. Yeah. And like, which again was, I know for sure, actually a big pain in the ass yeah. in terms of micro strategy, right? Yeah. Like moving yeah. across the country. Yeah. It was like a huge distraction for you yeah. from, wow. from work. Yeah. A, a not fun activity for yeah. weeks. But to yeah. to transplant you and your you know household yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but you did it and how's it going well that's the thing is like i also had a step change like it's incredible yeah like yeah. the the way like i'm just happier every day like i come to work with more energy like everything is just yeah superior yeah. like my literal physical health has improved dramatically like i average twenty five thousand steps a day like it's huge like huge win man that's it's crazy yeah we, i'm yeah, so jealous you right? average that many steps a day yeah it's like well because you just like you just desire the outdoors oh, all the so time good yeah it's like walk by the beach walk by like an old growth forest go do like whatever anyway it's just and temper temperature wise it's it's really nice my step count has been crippled since yeah. moving to this house and like having like a uh remote oh that's kind of yeah remote gets you like and I well mean, it that's wasn't it was like because like we lived downtown before yeah. i moved here yeah and now we live like sort of in what you'd call the exurbs i guess it's like not quite oh. country not quite suburbs new word yeah, for me that's a word I'll take that apparently I'll take that. Yeah. yeah all right the i looked it up because i was like what do you call this like it's yeah it's not quite country no like, if you not, think of yeah. rural for sure you think of a rural zone you think yeah. of like a farm yeah and you think of like a pretty long drive before you yeah, get like, to like it's like 10 a minutes to a neighbor store. usually like <laughs> but we are like 10 minutes to like a major suburb yeah, with like exactly. everything in it so it's it's like kind of on yeah. the border yeah yeah uh, anyway we used to live downtown and i'd walk to work every day to, yep. to the shopify hq downtown yep. ottawa it was 30 minutes yep. so that's an oh, that's hour a walk. walk a day yeah guaranteed yeah. Plus you add in a lot of steps for like office lifestyle in an office like Shopify's, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like constantly walking around to different floors to just yeah. go to meetings and then get a coffee Lunch. and use like the washroom and yeah. rest in the heat, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So like step, step, steps. And then we moved out here and I still worked at Shopify, but I was like sitting on a bus instead of walking every day. Yeah. Um, and then 
you know, the world changed and we went remote and I was yep. like, this is amazing. I'm never commuting again. Yeah. Uh, because I got so much time back, but the steps are just, the step yeah. count is, has suffered greatly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I can't a... just leave and go on long hikes because uh, yeah. of the children. You got, so. you got kids. I'm, yeah. I, I'm getting into rucking actually. Hmm. So that's good. That's good. That's pretty fun. But, uh, yeah. anyway, I just, I guess the only note in here is just, yeah, like sit down and think about stuff. Like, you know, when I say micro, it's like, those are the moments mm -hmm. where you like acted poorly and maybe a conversation with a friend or like a loved one or whatever. And then you think about it. You're like, why did I act that way? And you'll probably realize it's because you're like anxious or stressed or mm -hmm. there's like fear or something's going on. Like those yeah. moments are important in terms of self-reflection, yeah. but also the macro these, those yeah. are those things where you got to like sit back and actually observe what you've been doing for like the last three months and be like, what, what patterns are in there? And anyway, like find these things. Cause yeah, it's great. Like, I mean, the step change for me has been incredible. Sounds like the path that you're at least embarking on is really fun. Your adventure pack so is far, full. You got some torches cool. in there. Yeah. <laughs> Ready for the adventures. Yeah. Make sure you yeah. bring a hundred foot coil of rope. This is all I've learned from <laughs> exactly. D&D. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure. Well, Something that's really worked well for me, and this was discussed in an, an amazing book I can highly recommend called nice. Essentialism by Greg mm -hmm. McEwen. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it's important to, to make the space for it. Yeah. Because, yeah, what happens is the micro really crowds out this yep. capacity to, to reflect and think. Uh, and it's to the point where you just never will. Mm -hmm. But... What really, really works and is pretty simple is just like blocking time in your calendar. Um, I remember doing this a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, like more specifically scheduling it and it, it works. It's just like this yeah. Saturday or whatever from like probably pretty long block of time, right? Yeah. Three or four hour chunk. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna have space to think. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. Is like thinking about whatever comes up um yep no it's great and it works and then there's all sorts of tactics for like frameworks reflections whatever yeah but for me the key thing questions. is just like prioritize the time to do it and the thinking yeah. will follow if that's what you're supposed to be doing and sitting in that room for four hours right <laughs> yeah it's... i also really like uh, i didn't do it this time it's just um logistically too hard but uh changing your physical environment Yep. along with the thinking also very helpful it primes yep. you to be yeah outside your day-to-day -day. so like yep. go to some sort of retreat like or go just somewhere else yeah just sit in <laughs> some the new environment like to do whatever. the thinking yeah yep. well yeah for forests are great yeah i mean if you have one um, um cool yeah cool so what's uh what's your big news man man enough about me <laughs> who cares some stuff happened some stuff and some things um, a lot of stuff yeah so yeah. we we uh, at codex uh have joined y combinator so that's our that's our big news i oh, guess yeah, yeah buddy i've heard of <laughs> so, that yeah they're uh i guess you know reasonably well known in the startup space um essentially you know y combinator is okay i'm gonna say arguably arguably the um you know most well-known startup accelerator in the world They've been around for like I think it's almost twenty it's years. It's definitely now. the most most well known. Yeah, it's, it probably is. I, I don't know, man. Like I, <laughs> I, I haven't called my friends in Australia. Yeah, and okay, like, hey, okay. do you know sorry, about? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but sorry, I'm sure. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, I just don't have a data set to point at. So, anyway, short story is, yeah, we, 
you know, while I was planning this move and coming to Vancouver, um, our product codex that we'd been talking about for a while, obviously with everyone like was really working. Um, you know, I, I'm sure people have heard a lot about this in the last few episodes. So, uh, kind of the fast forward was we started doing fundraising, uh, that obviously we had a few episodes on fundraising specifics and through that process, one thing that I would kind of argue to anyone is like apply for Y Combinator. Like, so the way that they do it is you basically just go on their website. There's an application, you fill it out and you send it cool. But the best part is Y Combinator has been funding startups for like whatever, like two decades or something. I think it's 21 years, but anyway, they've been doing stuff for like a long time. Maybe it was 15. Um, and the questions they ask you that you have to fill out are f- incredible. Like they're really good. Like they have mm. spent a lot mm-hmm. of time thinking about what to ask to elicit the right responses so that they can try to make a decision and to give some level mm-hmm. of context. Like mm-hmm. obviously in the early days, like we can all probably agree on a few things like building a company today is easier than it was before. Basically true. Like you can sit down and start a company, right? Because mm-hmm. for one, one thing alone mm-hmm. is you can get a cloud-based server rolling that someone else worries about for you rather than having to go to the store oh my gosh. and buy one and like Game changing. make yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So like that alone. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, in the early nineties and like late nineties and stuff like that, it's like, Oh, you want to raise funding? It's like, you needed millions. You had to like roll the server cluster, like all this crazy stuff. So nowadays mm-hmm. it's like, you can basically get going for like, you know, what, 10 bucks a month or something. Um, so what's happened is the number of applicants to Y Combinator has increased in an exponential curve as well. Because like back in the day, it's like, yeah, I've got an idea. Yep. Maybe there were, let's say, tens to hundreds of applicants. Now there's thousands likely. Um, so yeah. what they yeah. do is they optimize this question chain just to, to try to filter that like quickly for them. Because while they do make many investments, um, they haven't announced this. Um, batch or anything yet so i can't say anything about it but they make you know a, a, a number if you look at the last batches there were there were lots um mm-hmm. but anyway the act of going through that whether you submit the application or not like if you want to actually go to y combinator which it's, i'm having a great time so i would advise you do that if it's if fundraising and like you know okay, if raising yeah. money doing a venture back company is like your your target and and possibility then definitely but otherwise just fill it out it's it's awesome so we filled it out we we submitted mm-hmm. and what's important in this is we really didn't think we would get accepted that's the first important part of this story because we right. had built a prototype basically in february the applications for this cohort were due in like march um so we filled it out but like we mm-hmm. had you know no customers no no things going on like just this idea so we submitted it and then we did all that fundraising activity um but anyway yeah we we got accepted it was very surprising for us and now we are basically in in the batch so we, i have been quiet and i have been unable to record this podcast much to my brother's chagrin yes, uh, yes. because uh the pace is very high and for clarity's sake you know no one at y combinator is making us do this um but what you notice is when you're surrounded by your peers which are other founders um doing mm-hmm. really impressive stuff like you just feel motivated to like kind of get up and yeah, sort of show up. Exactly. Um, it's a very unfair yeah. analogy because I have no experience with it, but I am akinning it to the kind of Olympics of startups. It's like, you're, you're here now. Sure. Like sure. people are paying attention. You're, you're surrounded by these other mm-hmm. peers that are like, have been training and are, and are doing this as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so if you're there, you should probably, you know, perform, <laughs> like do your thing. Uh, so. so I just listened to the most recent Indie Hackers podcast yeah. and 
the host interviewed Michael, the CEO yeah. of Y Combinator. Yeah. And it was a great episode. And they touched on both of the topics you just mentioned. Oh, The cool. massive increase in the application pool and the sort of secret sauce of YC. And they nice. said the exact same stuff as you. Oh. So it's like, you're not just Michael crazy. Michael would be happy. Yeah, they t- <laughs> talked a lot of... They talked a lot about how, like, you know, a lot of people imagine going in, it's this, like, access to these big shot investors yeah. and mentors, right? Yeah. But the actual value is in the peer groups and yeah. the social pressures. Yeah. Like, the positive social pressures those put, yeah. puts on you. Um, yeah. So, it's, it sounds like, yeah, it was very congruent with, the, with what they were saying. It was like, what was really awesome was actually the peers, not yeah. the mentors, like, the community. It's like, they've they've done a really good job at selecting the right companies and they put them all together in the same place. And then that's where the magic happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it just, just imagine cool. if you will, that you had a magic eight ball that when you had a question you could shake and instead of it giving you like basically a one, one to eight responses, what happens is you, you shake mm-hmm. the Y Combinator magic eight ball and, and, and there's actually like a logic system in it. And it, and what it does is it goes, oh, is this a question about growth? Okay, well, let me route that to this YC partner who led growth at like Airbnb and like these other businesses. And basically a very high signal mm-hmm. response comes back <laughs> like every time. It's like, oh, you, yeah. got, you got a question like that? Amazing. Like, oh, growing an engineering org? Like, give me a second. And like Dude. they pull up the phone and call, you know, whoever that led it. This is getting really somewhere. tempting for me, man. Yeah, dude, it, it's... I'm just frantically typing stuff into Google and sort of crying. Yeah. Here <laughs> trying to you, learn You growth. also do that. Don't, don't, I do that every day. <laughs> okay. But okay, it, good, good, it's good, just, yeah. yeah, it's just that thing where you have access to people where you know the signal's high. And, and the best part, though, is like, they, like, everyone who's a member of YC is in, like, either the, the literal YC team or they have uh, what's called, like, visiting partners, so group partners who come and, and help out, um, who also are running or doing something great in some other yep. business that they own, yep. usually a founder. Mm-hmm. Um, they all tell you, like, they're like, they're like, nobody knows your business better than you do. So, like, I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you something and it's going to be really high signal because I've obviously got a background doing this or whatever. Right. Um, but like make your choice, do whatever, do whatever the hell you're going to do. Like you're the founder. So like to clarify, yeah. like it's yeah. not like Michael's running around being like, yeah, it should be a blue button. Like that's not what that's happens do here. It. Right. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 what no, they no. do yeah. is they give you, I like, again, if you can think about being a founder, I think this was in the talk and that's why it's coming up. But like Michael said it in that talk, like he's like, it's about helping you understand which fire you can leave alone. Because it's like everything could, yeah. is going to be going wrong yeah. in your company. Like everything all the time I is going to really be breaking. I love that framing. <laughs> yeah. I love that framing. But they yeah. help you be like, don't worry about that fire right now. Worry about this one. <laughs> like, right. Fix, fix right, this exactly. One. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's really helpful. Yeah. yeah. The, the support's been awesome. The program's Unreal. Unreal, last. Man. That's so cool. Yeah. Feels really good. So, I mean, it is an accelerator, right? It's in the name. Yeah. And you and I, I think, both believe strongly in not letting our business endeavors like crush the rest of our lives yeah right yeah. um with their demands but yeah obviously there's a time and place to sprint right oh yeah and to push and you're in that right now you're in one yeah. of those perfect kind of times and places to do that yeah um but it had the, the important thing about a sprint is you can kind of see the finish line right? yeah you can't see finish lines in marathons but in a sprint you can see it couple hundred yeah. meters ahead and you there. just you push right yeah so how long is left in yours ours in uh the sprint. this What's this the... In, the intensity of this uh, ends september 1st 
Okay. So, and those, what's significant about that date? Uh, demo day. So most most accelerators follow a, a, a pattern. That's essentially like you come in and they kind of chunk it. They're like, we're going to try to teach you these types of things in the first month, these types of things in the second month, these things in the third. And then they have a demo day mm -hmm. where essentially the, the accelerator with its brand attracts usually it's investors is the goal but also like you know whatever mm -hmm. mentors talented folks like whatever to okay, show so up. people outside yc might potentially yes. tune in to okay correct okay. um and uh basically so they bring all those people together and then you do a, a pitch basically like it's a but it's very yeah. structured so it's like you you have this amount of time you do a pitch and then all those people in the audience mm -hmm. basically have a way to say like i want to talk to this person um, so again, the vast majority of this is targeted on fundraising. So it's like a lot of investors show up, they all sit down, they watch every pitch and they more or less are like, Ooh, that like they'll write in the book or whatever, you know, send an email to the YC yeah. team and be like, I want to talk to this founder. And then YC's like, cool. Yeah. And then they wrote it to you. And then at the end of the day, you, you know, you go figure that out. You go talk to all those people if you want to, obviously, again, this is the other big part about Y Combinator. And like, I guess the the current economy for fundraising for founders um, is mm -hmm. capital is everywhere. So the the demand mm. is extremely high uh, in terms of like yeah. investors are actually have a huge demand for founders so they can allocate capital. Um, so that's mm -hmm. becoming kind of interesting is it's, it's putting a lot of, um, I'd say the power dynamic has shifted into the favor of the founder now where you, you get to ask them questions right. and kind of push back right, on, right. on investors, which yeah. is funny. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, it kind of makes sense. Like as, as the world continues to do better, there'll be more capital. So right. you start to yeah. think about yeah. different things. No, I've, I've, I've observed that from the outside for sure. Yeah. That's like the sense I get of the temperature of the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's like our sprint okay. basically. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, exhaust ourselves somewhere around there. I think there's like a little more activity that we'll be doing, um, like formally through YC, but like, it's, it's, you know, the, the big, the sure. big presentation, yeah. the big demo day is over. Um, so that's, that's, big that's pitch. the target right now. So September 1st. Yeah. Okay. So if anybody's okay. listening to this you and you make software, go to usecodex.com, request access, and I will email you this week. Yes. And you Do can that. use it. Do that for sure. And it'll be great. Yeah. But yeah, um, so yeah, we're just, we're just working on that. Um, otherwise there's a few other things, uh, you know, that are going on and cooking in the business. Like our product is coming and it's, it's incredible. looks great. I'm biased as hell. So I won't spend too much time talking about that, but, uh, we're really excited. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. We've had a lot of, um, innovation and breakthroughs in the last period of time. That's been just crazy. Like I, I'm shocked at the speed at which we're moving, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, which is another you... factor of YC. Uh, that people hmm. find out is it's kind of like when you show up and you're okay we'll keep using the analogy but you're at the olympics now is like you're like wow we can we can move like it's very strange like when you look around and like your peers i guess are rowing like really quick you're just like well let's try hmm. to just row faster and then you just do and then you kind of like set into a new normal like a new oh, wow. pace almost yeah yeah it's it's super motivating. yeah yeah like i mean we built that's amazing. A man. lot of stuff in like seven weeks, like a lot of stuff. Every single thing you've seen has been from zero. Mm -hmm. um, I've so seen yeah. that effect happen a couple times in in work yeah. environments, like around certain projects, and usually there's a deadline involved, and yeah, it's always like pretty energizing for me. Yeah, when you like see that and have that realization that like okay, this team like it's capable of performing at this yeah. level. I'm like watching it happen. 
yeah. each week. Yeah, it feels uh, it feels pretty like, magical. It's invigorating. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's and that's then, really like, nice. You're just asking yourself constantly afterwards, like, how can I make that yeah. stay? That like, how do I do this like sizzle. every day? Um, it's just you can't. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean, I keep parts of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's obviously negative components to this. Like, you know, I I moved to a new city. I'm here with my partner and all this stuff. And like, there have been many times where I've had to pass on like super fun stuff. Like, you know, she she like mm. rented like a boat and like boated around. And, and like, I could have come, but I was like, I, I can't, I got to work. Like, so like, you right. know, you certainly yeah. are yeah. making trade-offs. So it's like, I'm here for this period of time. There's this commitment kind of thing anyway. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. moral of the story is, is uh, Codex is doing very well. Uh, the other thing is as well, you know, I could definitely talk about this with you because you're friends and family, but uh, we did, you know, there's a little bit of friends and family happening. So you're going to be an investor in Codex. Yes. Full yeah. disclosure, everyone. Full, full disclosure. Yeah. So I'm while, while I couldn't have you join us. Codex. Damn you, Braden and Legend it will Keeper. Be, <laughs> it will be definitely my first. Yeah, <laughs> screw them. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is cool. It's my. It'll be my first time ever investing. Is my first time ever investing, yeah. like as a private investor. Yeah, like, like essentially like an angel. Angel, angel yeah. is that what angel. you call it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at you. I've never done you that. You put before. it on your LinkedIn now, and many people will email yeah. you and try to get you to invest in their company. <laughs> That is not going to be happening. Don't put it on your <laughs> I will not be adding angel investor, angel investor. to my bios. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Uh, but yeah, that's, um, that's cool. That's just cool. a cool I'm man. really happy to do it, man. Thanks. Bro. I would like, I really believe in, in you guys and in this product. Thanks. I would, I would totally do this even if you weren't my brother. Like, oh, I would that's feel the good best. about this investment. Yeah. All right. But because you're my brother, it becomes such a stupidly obvious thing to do because there's an it's completely one-sided right <laughs> like true. in in the worst case uh the company never pays out and yep. i lose my my investment yep but i still helped my brother yeah so it's like it's true that's cool that's yep. actually pretty good that's yep. a pretty good outcome for me <laughs> all right um and in the good best day. case i don't know but you can tell me that in a few months once you have some projections yeah. and uh are able to talk publicly about valuations and stuff yeah. you can tell me what the best case looks like uh, at some point the, the best case <laughs> no goes idea. goes pretty infinitely into the future let's put it's it that like, way i guess a, a few zeros get added to something all right yeah so cool. yeah um what is it yeah yeah like i'm not counting on it yeah but i believe right. definitely don't it. count on yeah. it but in terms of those that do return uh so let's not talk about what is it like i think it's one in 40 yeah, one in 40 invested companies from a professional investor, which YC would count, um, mm-hmm. one in 40 become a billion-dollar business. So if you do okay. the math that way. That's that's more than I thought, actually. It's way more. That's lately. Like, it's a it's a reworked number, and be, again, because of the capital out there. Wow. Like, And to clarify, Holy smokes. they become That's valued. actually surprising. They become valued at a billion. It doesn't mean yeah. that they found a liquidation yeah. event. doesn't mean they went public. doesn't mean yeah, they even unlocked course, yeah. the actual. Yeah. yeah. doesn't mean you're liquid, but yeah. So like if one in 40 yeah. backed by a professional could do that anyway, but the numbers get silly, but on average you should be, you know, thinking 25 X return, um, Sweet. is like potential. Like again, X. in businesses that work nice. and remember like what fucking 92% or something just fail. So like, for any number of reasons. Won't. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so no, no, not ours, not, not ours, ours, dude. No. We're 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 the exception. That's yeah. right. It's all the optimism. Legend Keeper is going to the moon. It's, yeah, and Codex is going to the 
next closest star. I'm going to go to Pluto and try to make it bigger so that it can come back to being a planet. That's my plan. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, man. Um, Speaking yeah. of scary projections, uh, as part of my like thinking around Legend Keeper, mm-hmm. I did some number projections for B2C business. Oh, okay. Which is it, it is. And those were some, those are some scary looking numbers. Some gnarly numbers. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't say, seem really easy. Like, yeah. totally understand why you're in the B2B game now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of understood before, but something about putting numbers into a spreadsheet and like, you know. Oh yeah. Multiplying them and seeing yeah. like, there is... how does this get to this amount it's yeah. like oh god like you just need so many users uh, for b2c yep. that's the what it comes down to right what? it's like a lot of people need to like hop on this bandwagon with me yeah um well like it's it's also one of the reasons people like SaaS as like a model uh so much too because mm. there are benchmarks out there essentially like it's like no matter what you do if you go to fundraise it's your own story but there's a lot of stuff around fundraising where it's like, look, if you're around this much revenue or around this much user or whatever, based on what type of company you are, it's like you can go do a thing because it's like benchmark data. And one of those, the magical okay. kind of unlock number is a million dollars a year is where if you're making a million dollars in annual recurring revenue, so ARR, you can probably go raise your series A, which is like hmm, a, okay. a big moment because a lot of companies raise money but there's this thing called the series a crunch where they'll get pre-seed mm-hmm. and then maybe a seed round, but then they, they get crunched before the series a, they like can't hit that number. They can't hit that. Growth. Right. So there's like a bigger cliff sort of yeah, before exactly. Series so a it's like, if you look at the cliff of people okay. who have a good idea, want any money, it's like a lot of people don't make it, but then it's like, Oh, you get that first check, you, you do it. And then it's like, well, your next cliff yeah. is the series a crunch generally speaking. It's the series but if, a crunch. But okay. if you achieve yeah. that, Again, generally speaking, Series A's where investors start to think growth capital, which means you already have a thing. It has product market fit. It's working. So now we're going to pour basically fuel on the fire to grow faster, to like get those flywheels mm-hmm. just cranking right. and like you're, right. you're moving or right. whatever. So generally, if you, if you achieve that, it. yeah, like it's it's just becomes a a mathematical certainty almost where it's like, well, then if, if that those channels keep working, you just grow, 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 grow. On, on to the races Pro- product whatever. market fit man that that is an interesting concept i would love to do yes. a deep dive on that with you next time oh let's sometime. do it it Dude, is because that is so the holy grail baby in my in my stupid brain yeah uh i was like product market fit basically means you have a product uh sit, positioned in a market mm-hmm. that wants it yep or, or i should say like needs it needs it to the point of yep. If it if you closed it down, people would be upset. Yeah, you know, damn, right. Yep. And so, with that simplistic take on it, um, it's more of like a qualitative definition, yep. I guess. Yeah, often um, it is. With a qualitative definition, definition, sort of walking into Legend Keeper, this mm-hmm. new thing. I'm like looking at this and asking myself, where are we at here? Like, yep. what is going on? Yeah, uh, I might have said, I you know, I think it has product market fit. Yeah, um, because it has so many seemingly happy at, yep. at a glance uh, yep. paying customers. Okay. Yep. But <laughs> yep. now that this is like my job, I'm starting to like research and learn more about like these concepts. Yeah. Product market fit, uh, retention. Yeah. 
yes like things you need to understand in SAS yeah. uh, that I've never really focused my my learning effort anyway having like started to read about it I'm like hearing people use this word product market fit in a different way yeah especially people but it's mostly coming from sort of the venture-backed standpoint yeah so maybe there is actually a more concrete definition for like fundraising type companies yes aiming to get a series a versus the definition i could use as like a bootstrapped business that um we're do we want to hit a million arr like yes of course but are we but are we thinking of our milestones as like uh, fundraising milestones right now we're not right Right. yeah so maybe product market fit means something for us that's different than something for you Mm -hmm. Uh, but it has been refreshing and it's like an interesting take and i'm starting to wonder okay well do i actually know what this is yeah what how can i maybe quantify it more um and do we actually have it that's I don't big one. I don't know a lot I of people know. think they do when they get revenue maybe but they we don't. right exactly that's what i've known it's like yeah you might you might just at a glance think yeah for sure um but when right. you dig in maybe you don't There's, so this is like i don't know i don't i'm just yeah. floating i'm just kind of thinking out loud sharing yeah. thoughts i've had um and again I'm not trying to reveal too much about no, the, uh, yeah, the yeah. legend keeper business or, you know, I, this is all just like thinking out loud. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, I'll try to be more concrete in the future as much as I can be um, for sure. Like, but, um, I mean, to put it this way, summarize, like I obviously would not have joined legend keeper if I didn't yeah. think it was like very possible we could go the distance. Right. Yeah. Like have something great. Right. Yeah. The, 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 the thing is, is like when you think about product market fit there, there's metrics and numbers and benchmarks, depending on what business you want to build. If you want to build venture back, there's some numbers for you. If you want to bootstrap, there are benchmarks for you, but it also is sort of irrelevant because it depends on your goals as a bootstrapper personal like right yeah like if if your intention is you just want to bring home two hundred thousand dollars a year on a solo project then make your number go get it but product market fit and the techniques to understand it and identify it are fairly just a common set that you should be using um but Mm. yes it does start qualitative it can get quantitative but that's where you get into like looking at uh retention cohorts and churn um is Mm -hmm. more or less how people see it and the percentage they look for in uh, retention is different depending on which business you're in. So there's a different set of benchmarks mm. there too. Because like a consumer one usually right. has a lower retention expectancy. It's um, let's say like 30%. That, yeah. yeah, 30% after that a week sense. is like somewhere 30 to 40. Um, if you that get over sense, 50, yeah. for example, it's like you are some kind Good. of yeah magical beast that should be let's call it a manticore like i don't know <laughs> we, we can't use unicorn but anyway like there's just things mm-hmm. like that but then if it's like if it's an enterprise it's like usually you want to be way higher um and like right. other things because right. you want them anyway tons of stuff yeah. but my favorite ones by far if you're building a company today and you're working on stuff like call some customers at least five and ask what they would do if you turned your product off like if we just mm-hmm. turned off Legend Keeper tomorrow, like what would you do? And you you want them to say things like, I don't know. I mm-hmm. literally don't know how I would do what I do today. The jobs to be done that I'm solving with Legend Keeper, let's just for the sake of the example. Um, if they were like, I, I don't know what I would do. You're like, perfect. Because mm-hmm. that, that's pretty close to product market right. fit. That that's like your sense, qualitative yeah. response. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's you want them to be very so, upset. <laughs> it's going to look so interesting for us. And like, there's a lot of nuance I can get into later around mm-hmm. why this is going to be complicated. 
by like oh. a bunch of factors specific to our industry and product and current yeah. model. Um, yeah, it's the same for but us. But I, I can, I mean, I'll touch back on like the competitor thing I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, I think there's a good chance, like if, if I had to make a hypothesis right now, yeah. let's say I send that question to sure. 20 people this yeah. week. I think there's a good chance a bunch of them would say like something along the lines of like, oh, like, you know, that would kind of suck, but I guess I'd use insert competitor competitor yeah because there's exactly. a bunch there's a it's yep. this is like a known quantity yep um and this is definitely what will be my big focus over the next like month or two so i hope everyone on this yeah. <laughs> subscribing to us is excited to hear about yeah. uh learn about positioning with Hooray. me and stuff <laughs> like that right yeah i'm yep. gonna be very focused on understanding what makes legend keepers special yeah and like no, what's sure. our unique thing that we bring to the table that we want to own and say like yep this is why you use us yep. and not uh, competitor ABC. Yep. Um, and I think we've already got some stuff. I think we definitely yeah. do. Um, but it's going to be my job, I think, to improve uh, the communication of that, make it more front and center. Um, yep. There's there's a ton yeah. of other signal, though, too. And, and generally, when you have product market fit, the first time you start to get it, everybody sort of phrases it this way. is like you just feel it as a founder with a pulse mm-hmm. on the business daily. You're yeah. like, it, like you feel, you physically can feel a step change in the company sure. where sure. you're like so many more customers start reaching out. Like yeah. so many people start just being like, I, like, like yeah. w- what's up. In, and, and, in, and it's weird. Yeah. Like no matter what it, you do, yeah. the market pulls you. I think um, instinctively, and that's kind of the vibe for us. I think instinctively Braden had that moment already, yeah. which yeah, is probably. why, because he was saying a lot of like, you know, he was really swamped in this like really major, yeah. very complicated technical release. Right. But yeah. he was constantly thinking like, you know, I'm feeling more and more like this thing. Like I've reached my personal limits. Like yeah. this thing can't continue to grow without help. Yeah. And it was like a yeah. step change in terms of like, I'm kind of drowning here because yeah. like there's a lot of work to do, but there's a lot of work to do for a reason. It's like it's working some like yeah. sort of. Right. Yeah. So um, that's why he was so receptive when I, you know, sent him a Discord message being like, yo, can I just, can I join your company? Can we talk about this? <laughs> I forget how I worded it, but it was kind of like that. Yeah, whatever. I mean, <laughs> so, hey. Uh, can I, can I just work on your thing? Yeah. What do you think? Can, maybe. Yeah. And he was like, actually, I've been thinking about that a lot. Not about specifically me, I, but like this feel like moment is here. <laughs> I, I just want you to know that I feel like there is a missed opportunity uh, where you could have just recorded a video of you blowing a conch horn and answering the call to arms or something. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been. We'll do that. We'll do that for some marketing. Do it for the release. At some yeah. point. Like for Adam's sure. joined the team. But That's why anyway. I love. I'm so excited to work on these projects because yeah. it's all just like back to you and I, like our childhood love of like gaming and fantasy stuff like you can actually lean into that with with like our marketing stuff right yeah codex has to be all ooh, like two-factor authentication like secure (laughs) in the cloud like security like blah 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 like and i'm all like contour like (laughs) the quest is Um, begun i want to submit a a request before we hang up here because unfortunately i gotta i gotta go in 10 yeah of course of course really soon um, I need a break before my call in 10 minutes. Yeah, um, of course. Thank you. But request. Okay. If you find out that in Legend Keeper, people like really world build down to the level where they actually create um, like recipes unique to their world, 
Mm-hmm. I want a YouTube channel where you make them. Like, I, I desperately, <laughs> okay. I really like watching like cooking YouTube channels. By the way, this is a total, total thing. Like I just am enjoying it. And mm-hmm. I think because I moved to here and my like, and I'm like loving the practice of like more things like walking in nature and stuff. I want to mm-hmm. cook again really bad. Like I used okay. to actually really love it and I just stopped because I got too busy. Okay. So I've been watching a lot of cooking YouTube and the idea that someone might be like, this is my world and stuff like you know like final mm-hmm. fantasy they actually have a final fantasy cookbook now yeah, like you can yeah, make yeah. mana potions yeah. and stuff yeah 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 i want you adam <laughs> to start to have a, a youtube channel. channel okay where you make recipes from people from the legend keeper community yeah i'm gonna I, i'm gonna do that that sounds okay. great i love email that idea, email it's a good the whole membership a really good request <laughs> that's definitely worth my time it would be an incredible I, I love youtube channel so okay like. so someone actually work. did release uh i think this year a cookbook what? on yeah it's a a real cookbook on like D, uh, dungeons and dragons like recipes oh. and it, they pulled it all from like the D, i think core books and stuff so and i think it did pretty well actually it was oh like my god really clever yeah um and everyone loved it yeah because there's like a world of warcraft cookbook too they made a couple of them where they make like famous yeah. recipes from world of warcraft but they do it in real life and stuff and then, yeah. and then i heard about this final thing but i can't i couldn't find a youtube i find one-off youtubers who make like one dish but yeah. like I was like, I want this. I want like yeah, man. I, there's got to be idea. there has to be a Venn diagram of like professional chefs who like D and D and like oh, put something funny sure. in this world or this whatever. For sure, can happen. Okay. Yeah, Beautiful. we're gonna we're gonna do that. That sounds great. Okay. Okay. Cool. There's my first marketing uh, pitch yeah. for you. It's extremely labored and difficult. <laughs> Sweet. Make it. I guess. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I guess we'll wrap it for today. Yeah. So good to see you. Good. So good to hang. Yeah. Out. You too, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, everything. Yeah. It's, amazing. it's, it's wild. Honestly, uh, it feels, it feels really good. The team's super motivated. The product looks incredible. Like I'm anyway, I'm an optimist as I always have been, but it's feeling yeah, easier to be an optimist these days, I guess is, is where that keep, comes from. Keep us posted. Oh, I will. Uh, I look forward to the next, uh, next recording. Okay. All right. Thank you, brother. See you, bro.